On the offensive, new tonight on our news, live at 7, a surge in murders and violent crime triggers the Prime Minister's urgent national address Sunday, unveiling a comprehensive plan to tackle soaring criminal activity. This is the Prime Minister calls out the existing bail system as a death sentence for young men. Plus, shantytown demolitions continuing today and we have the details from law enforcement. All of that coming up. Then in our news at 7.30, the scourge of crime back into focus as residents are reacting, saying crime is out of hand. Our news live at 7 starts right now. Welcome to our news live at 7. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Kendino Knowles. A surge in homicides and violent crime prompting a national address by the Prime Minister Sunday night in the 21-minute statement, the Prime Minister outlined a comprehensive plan to combat crime. But more than that, the nation's leader doubling down on a campaign promise, reassuring citizens that his administration has the plan to fight crime. Berthony McDermott leads us off tonight. Prime Minister Philip Davis laying out a three-staged approach to curbing rising crime trends, clear, hold, and build. The PM says the plan is to clear communities of gangs, increase police presence and invest in those communities. He says they're going on the offensive. Our police, armed with new resources and resolve, will strike hard against these gangs. We're not just disrupting them, we are dismantling them. The Prime Minister pulling no punches, saying no mercy will be shown to those who show no mercy to others. The national address comes as the country recorded 11 murders in 14 days. But after clearing neighborhoods of gangs, Davis says law enforcement officers will remain in the areas. This is an area which we think has not been addressed fully in the past. We are sending a clear message to any criminal who thinks they can make a comeback. We are here. We have to stay. And we're not going anywhere. This phase is about constant vigilance and strength. The last step in the plan is to build. This is about investing in our communities creating opportunities that didn't exist before, and ensuring that crime is never again seen as a desirable option. Some of the methods are not new to policing. Police Commissioner Clayton Fernander has touted saturation patrols as a significant deterrent to criminals. Davis also promised more CCTV in hotspot areas and anti-gang laws. Meanwhile, the Prime Minister warned residents about being prepared for more police presence that may impact their day-to-day -day lives. We are all likely to be affected by the more intrusive policing which is coming. We will not violate anyone's civil liberties, but you are likely to be impacted by more roadblocks and unannounced police action. Reporting for Our News, I'm Berthony McDermott. All right, thanks for that, Berthony. And the Prime Minister's address bringing in a lot of public reaction. Berthony also getting responses from members of the public, some saying crime is just out of hand. The story coming up in Our News at 7.30. And Davis says the issue of bail has become a death sentence for young men, adding the judiciary has a responsibility to address this. This after Chief Justice Sir Ian Winder recently defended judges who grant bail to people accused of murder at the opening of the legal year. A judge has the right to use his discretion when granting bail. Judges in the Bahamas, though, live in the Bahamas and they know the truth of the statistics. Releasing these men on the streets is akin to a countdown to a death sentence. We all have a responsibility to address this issue, the judiciary, lawyers, and central government.
Last week, Police Commissioner Clayton Fernander called for a review of the Bail Act, sparking debate on whether amendments are needed. Former Attorney General Allison Maynard Gibson saying that she believes the Bail Act is fine, but said enforcement is needed. Attorney General Ryan Pinder, too, said there is no need to change the law. Meanwhile, the Prime Minister said the troubling situation of repeat offenses, committing serious offenses, or being killed while on bail requires a more aggressive approach by the judiciary. These, in my opinion, justify a more aggressive approach by the judiciary in denying bail in these cases. In my view, the prosecutors must likewise be more aggressive in appealing instances where bail is granted and the elements I've just described exist. And a National Day of Prayer service underway in downtown Nassau. It's being hosted by the Bahamas Christian Council. Prime Minister Davis is expected to speak during the service. He called for the National Day of Prayer back on January 7th at the police's annual church service. At the time, there had been six homicides in seven days. Tonight's service is expected to be led by Christian Council President Bishop Delton Fernando. A 19-year-old woman taken into custody yesterday following a stabbing through Montgomery Avenue off Carmichael Road. Police say shortly before noon, the 19-year-old suspect was at Montgomery Avenue at a home when she was involved in a dispute with a male relative. The dispute escalated. Police say it resulted in the suspect being stabbed, or stabbing, that is, the victim with a knife in the upper torso. The victim was taken to hospital by ambulance, where he remains in stable condition. Officers of the Southwestern Division arrested the suspect while at the home and confiscated the weapon. And there's been another shark attack in Bahamian waters. The victim, this time, a young boy. Just after 3 o'clock this afternoon, police say they alerted, they were alerted, that is, to the shark attack. There were few details on the case, but police did say the boy was transported to hospital for medical care. It is unclear where the attack happened or how severe his injuries are. It's a story that we will continue to follow now. This incident comes weeks after a shark attacked and killed an American woman was paddle boarding in waters north of Sandals Royal Bahamian Resort. And now to the Unregulated Community Task Force that's continuing to crack down on shantytowns in the new year. With the continued demolition of the All Saints Way shantytown this morning, our news team was first on the scene. Our Malena Leonard tells us officials are warning the demolition won't end there. Monday morning began with the sounds of bulldozers, breaking glass, and torn structures for the residents of the All Saints Way shantytown as the unregulated community's demolition, which began late last year, continued. Buildings Control Officer Craig Delancey explains. We're starting with a number of houses that have been evacuated, and we're expecting others to follow suit uh, to make our work much more easier. But of course, this didn't happen overnight, with officials saying that notices for eviction were originally served back in October. Now what you see behind me are just some of the 30-odd structures being demolished today. Today, there was significant law enforcement presence during the exercise, with both police and immigration officers on the ground. Superintendent Stephen Carey, working on the Unregulated Community Action Task Force, says safety measures take place before and during the operations. The first issue is uh, when you come into here, we don't know who 
or what is inside these structures. So therefore, in order to start the demolition, we have officers that does a breach. They go into the home. We have a canine that goes inside the residence. Once the canine has cleared, then we send in the uh, tractors. Residents were reluctant to speak on camera with us this morning, many quietly watching in disappointment as bulldozers tore through homes. Demolition on this particular shantytown began back in November, but paused over the holiday period. That month, the Davis administration carried out its promise to execute its shantytown eradication policy. At the time, structures were demolished in the community, which is located in the Carmichael area. Residents there were notified on October 2nd that the buildings were marked for demolition and that they needed to clear them. It came weeks after the Cool Acre shantytown was torn down in eastern New Providence. Carrie had this advice for other shantytown residents. All we're saying now is that to all persons living in shantytown, please move, vacate, because they are going to be demolished. Reporting for Our News, I'm Marlena Leonard. All right, thanks for that, Marlena. We've got much more to get to tonight, but for now, it's time for your first look at temperatures. Meteorologist Greg Thompson is standing by in the Weather Center. And Greg, we were talking about it uh, just a moment ago. I felt that cold front move in. You told us earlier uh, last week that we would expect that cold front on Sunday, but I didn't expect to feel it as yeah. it happened. Well, uh, we <laughs> it, have it, it plummeted. It was 100 degrees on my car's thermostat, like around 2 o'clock, and then... By four o'clock, I started to off. feel like it just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are starting to see those fronts come in on a regular basis right now. There's one coming in tomorrow. There's another one expected on Saturday. There's another one expected next week. Well, so, all right. This is the season of fronts. Okay. Yeah. And right. they are coming. Some of them are coming down rather potent. The one on Saturday is actually going to drop our temperature rather nicely. So the weekend is looking fine. But as you mentioned, um, we are starting to warm back up. Uh, there's a front to the north of us that's exiting the area. 76 degrees outside right now, mostly clear skies, a lot of high clouds out there. Southeast winds at 8 miles per hour in your face, like temperature is at 76. It is warm tonight across the uh, chain of islands. 76 in Freeport, Marshall, Barbaco here in the capital. We pick up 77s in Governor's Harbor, Alistair, Bimini. Pay of 78s in Great Harbor and in Nicholstown, Andros. Into the central Bahamas, more upper 70s there at 77 in Kemp's Bay. 78s, Arthurstown, Cat Island, Coburn Downs and Salvador, 75, 79s in Georgetown and Deadman's Key, and in the Southeast Bahamas, 79 in Duncantown, Ragged Island, Abraham Bay, 78s, Colonel Hill, Cricket Island, Delectable Bay, our neighbors of the Southeast Turks and Caicos Islands, Deep South, Matthew Town, Inagua, you guys are the warm spot. You are 80 degrees at this hour. Satellite radar composite showing a lot of high clouds moving across the Northwest Bahamas. We do have a frontal boundary, a warm one that lifted out of the area early on, on the weekend. It's now well to the north of us. High pressure will build in behind us briefly, but we are watching another front that's expected to get here late tomorrow night and into Wednesday. So we're looking at a nice little cool down, maybe some breezy conditions, and then back to a warm front returning towards north. That's your first look at weather around the island. Stick with us to look at your extended forecast is still to come. Thanks, Greg. And still to come on our news, Grand Bahama Chamber of Commerce reflecting on 2023, expressing hope for economic improvement this year. Plus, the education director refutes a pastor's claim, saying there's no evidence public schools dominated by foreign nationals. The story, when our news returns.
embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having Business in a Box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer services that we pride ourselves on. And now to the island of Grand Bahama, where the president of the Chamber of Commerce, reflecting on 2023, as he tells our Italia Hall, he's hoping things get better in 2024. There has to be a formula where things can change here. And um, we just need to determine to, to work together to make it happen. And that's the president of the Grand Bahama Chamber of Commerce, James Carey, sharing his views on Grand Bahama's economy. The chamber president taking note of all of the projects airmarked for the Northern Island by government and the Grand Bahama Port Authority, but he says residents are eager to see concrete in the ground. And another bone of contention, he says, is the completion of the Grand Bahama International Airport. An airport is vital to what we're trying to do. Um, you know, the, the, the Grand Lucayan is still under the ownership of the Bahamas government and there's no indication of the disposition of that. Um, and while there are a, a couple other properties that are promised, it'll be great to see some of the uh, properties that are closed currently uh, renovated and reopened. But the chamber president is confident that Freeport can return to its glory days. I think if we're all working in the same direction, um, the government, Port Authority and the community, business community and the community at large, uh, that is something we can achieve. And as for the feeling among business owners on the island's economic state, he says the views are mixed. I really think that we were on the move. Uh, there is not a particularly good feeling today, but I think, I really think that uh, we will rise uh, from what is now happening. Reporting for our news, I'm Italia Hall. All right, thanks, Italia. Education Director Dominique McCartney-Russell says the evidence does not point to public schools being overly populated by foreign nationals. Her comments come after Pastor T.G. Morrison's sermon on Majority Rule Day, where he claimed the public school system is made primarily of foreigners. The evidence doesn't show it. You see what I'm saying? Um, the evidence doesn't show that the majority of our schools are made up of foreign nationals. Um, the evidence actually shows that the majority are made up of um, Bahamian children. During his sermon last Wednesday, Morrison hit out at illegal migration. He called on leaders to find the political will to stem the flow of migrants, saying the problem needs to be fixed before something catastrophic happens. As it relates to the public school system, the education director says we've got a mandate to teach every student 
Our desire is whoever is in our school, the education access that we have to provide an education for them. And why wouldn't we? You know, we want every child to be able to maximize their potential. We want them to be able to contribute to the national development. And in order for them to do that, they need to be in school. When our news comes back from the break, we turn our spotlight to stories making headlines across the world as Yemen's Houthis hit U.S.-owned container ships. Plus, the U.S. faces severe winter weather. And a date has been set for a high-profile trial in an ongoing elections fraud case in Guyana. The details when our news returns. technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having Business in a Box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer services that we pride ourselves on. This is our news. Welcome back. We turn our attention now to stories making headlines across the world. Houthis in Yemen have hit a U.S.-owned ship with a missile, but no injuries or significant damage have been reported. A British maritime security firm says the vessel was hit in response to strikes by the U.S. and U.K. on Houthis in Yemen. Houthis have attacked cargo ships since November. They say these are Israeli-affiliated, though the maritime security firm says there were no such links for this ship. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak told reporters the UK would not hesitate to take further action against the Houthis to protect itself in the Red Sea. Severe winter storms paralyzing U.S. cities with heavy snow, freezing temperatures, Arctic blast triggers, power outages, and it's all affecting hundreds of thousands. National Weather Service is warning of negative 70 degrees Fahrenheit wind chills for 95 million people. Frigid conditions disrupting Iowa political events, impacting Republican candidates ahead of Monday's crucial nominating contest. Boeing announces increased quality inspections for its 737 MAX 9 aircraft following an emergency exit door panel failure on a recent Alaska Airlines flight. The move is part of Boeing's efforts to address a series of manufacturing flaws that have affected its reputation. The company acknowledging the need to improve quality assurance and controls 
with federal regulators grounding the 737 MAX. The National Transportation Safety Board is investigating the incident, adding to Boeing's challenges since the 2018 MAX 8 crashes. The aviation giant facing ongoing scrutiny and striving to regain trust. And a high-profile elections fraud trial in Guyana now set to begin on March 4th, involving former government minister Volda Lawrence and others. The defendants are accused of conspiring to defraud electors during the March 2, 2020 elections. The case, delayed for years, will be heard at the Georgetown Magistrates Court. During a recent case management conference, dates for evidence taking were scheduled. The trial will span March 4 through 8, with additional sessions in April and May. Special prosecutor in the case is Darshan Ramdani. And a single fingerprint test to check for breast cancer could eventually replace mammograms, saving lives, money, and increasing the number of tests carried out annually. That's according to researchers at Sheffield Hallam University who have developed the test. We learn more about the new technology in this report by Lucy Ha from our partners at Reuters. Can sweat from a woman's fingertip help detect breast cancer? Scientists at Sheffield Hallam University have developed a fingerprint test that offers a painless and non-invasive alternative to current mammograms. Professor Simona Francesa has been working in forensic science for almost 15 years using fingerprints to help profile criminal suspects. But along the way, her research team realized that the same method could also be used to check for breast cancer. Sweat contains a lot of different molecules, but what we're interested in is proteins. What we do in effect is um, detecting those proteins and the different levels of expression of those proteins, the different patterns of expression tell us whether a patient is um, as a benign pathology or has early cancer or is metastatic and we use artificial intelligence to make sense of those mass spectrometry data. In 2021, breast cancer overtook lung cancer as the most common form of the disease, accounting for nearly 12% of new cases every year worldwide. That's according to the World Health Organization. Traditional methods of screening and detection, such as mammograms or biopsies, are effective but can expose individuals to radiation and cause discomfort. Francesca believes a non-invasive fingerprint test could someday replace the mammogram and encourage more people to have regular screenings. Of course, in saying that, this is what we have at the moment, so I absolutely would encourage women to take those tests because they're still saving lives. Still to come in our news today in history, find out interesting facts about the day that was January 15th. Then in our news at 7.30, crime in focus. Residents react following the Prime Minister's national address. Some say crime is out of hand. This is the opposition FNM criticizing the Prime Minister's address as nothing new. Their response when our news returns.
Embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having business in a box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer service that we pride ourselves on. Welcome back to our news. It's time now to turn our spotlight on events that shaped the day that was January 15th. Take a look. On this day in Bahamian history in 1929, Martin Luther King was born in Atlanta, Georgia. King became a Baptist minister and iconic civil rights figure known for delivering passionate speeches such as his most iconic, I Have a Dream speech. His tireless advocacy for African-American political, social, and civil rights persisted until his tragic death on April 4, 1968. King, who is said to have been drawn to the Bahamas, especially Bimini, found inspirations there. On the eve of his assassination, King delivered the powerful I've Been to the Mountaintop speech, written in Bimini, addressing sanitation workers' struggles. King chose the Big Game Fishing Club's Cottage 3 as his home during his first visit to Bimini. In 2013, scores of BEC union members gathered in the parking lot of the power company's Blue Hill Road plant to express outrage over comments by then-chairman Leslie Miller, who the day before said some workers were criminally abusing the overtime system costing taxpayers millions of dollars. We have sent directive from Bimini to the north to Inago and Cricket Island to the south that no employee is to work any overtime. So when the light turn off in the night, expect the light to stay off in the night or call the chairman. Tell him come and get the bucket truck and tell him go up on the pole and fix the light. In 2018, then-opposition and PLP leader Philip Davis lashed out at the Minnesota administration for what he said was its inability to adequately address crime, despite campaign promises to do so. Davis claimed that much of what FNM officials spouted before the general election was propaganda, but he says they're now learning that propaganda doesn't solve crime. You know, don't forget now, they boasted that they had the answer to crime, but so far we have seen Nothing different happening today than when they accused the PLP of fostering crime. Davis said the Free National Movement claimed to have the answers to reduce crime, but the governing party has yet to prove it, as he suggested there may be a link between the disbandment of the National Intelligence Agency and an increase in violent crime. And in 2019, hackers took over servers of the Broadcasting Corporation demanding 18,000 in Bitcoin in order to regain control of the system. BCB executives refused to pay the ransom. 
with then-National Security Minister Marvin Daines addressing the issue the next day on January 15th. This is the world that we're living in today. And, um, you know, this is certainly the first of its kind that would have been reported here in uh, the Bahamas. This is something that, in our planning, that we have uh, certainly been anticipating. And, uh, and as an organization, we're, we're working assiduously to equip the police force uh, for these types of modern-day uh, challenges. Right, to watch that historical recap again and for all of today's top stories, you can visit rnews.bs. That does it for us in News at 7. Joining us now is Italia Hall with the latest headlines. Italia, happy Monday. Happy Monday, Ken. You heard from Greg. We've got a bunch of fronts coming in, cold yeah, fronts coming in this I week. I'm looking forward to the cold temperatures how, again. How are you? How's your family in Freeport? In Freeport. I know you, I know everyone they, you saw earlier, they got yeah. on their hoodies yeah. and towns. Yeah, I saw the sweaters. Yeah, my brother and sister, <laughs> yeah, they had on their hoodies and towns. You know, it's pretty cold over there, but they're enjoying it. All right. All right, thanks so much, Ken. Well, coming up, crime in focus. Residents react following the Prime Minister's national address. This is critics say the address brought nothing new. Harry, latest headlines. First tonight on our news, live at 7.30, residents reacting to the Prime Minister's national address hear why they say crime is out of hand. This, as the leader of the Free National Movement says, he's disappointed in the Prime Minister's address. Plus, a man accused of fatally shooting a 56-year-old woman and critically injuring her two-year-old grandson charged in the magistrate court. And later, officials continuing their demolition exercise in the All Saints Way Shanty Town community. Our news team was first on the scene. The story, when our news live at 7.30, returns. Following his announcement of a record-breaking 8 million visitor arrivals, Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Tourism, Investments and Aviation, the Honorable Einchester Cooper, expressed the importance of tourism for the Bahamian economy. More important than the numbers, though, is the economic impact that these arrivals had on tourism, on the economy, and on the people of the Bahamas. We are in the hospitality business, and therefore, as a result of this business, everyone is in the tourism business. As we say, tourism is everybody's business. So the taxi drivers, the vendors, the hair braiders, the restaurant owners and workers, the hotel owners, operators and workers, tour guides, everyone has benefited significantly as a result of these tourism arrivals. The Deputy Prime Minister also highlighted the vision for the tourism sector for 2024. We are in the process of developing even more entrepreneurial opportunities through the Tourism Development Corporation to ensure the expansive linkages with tourism, to ensure that the economic benefit continue to flow to all of the population and all segments of the population of the Bahamas. We've done exceedingly well over the last five decades, uh, this uh, business is, is critical to the lifeblood of the people of the Bahamas, and we are delighted to have an opportunity to be able to serve the Bahamian people. For more tourism updates, visit Tourism Today or Bahamas.com. I'm Michael Miller, and this is Tourism Today.
Doctors Hospitals Reimagine Primary Care. We've invested. Welcome to our news. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Natalia Hall. The Prime Minister addressing the nation on Sunday evening. The move comes following a spike in murders in the nation's capital. The 11 recorded in less than two weeks. Prime Minister Philip Davis unveiling a three-stage approach to curb rising crime trends. Claire hold and build, as he assures residents that government has a plan in place to tackle the issues. Well, now that the Prime Minister has laid out a plan to fight crime, what do Bahamians think? Our Bertie McDermott took to the streets to find out. The crime issue top of mind for Bahamians we spoke to today, with residents telling us they're concerned with the way things are headed. The crime is out of hand, and uh, I think the Prime Minister made the right choice. Uh, the call for prayer. We need to pray about this situation. Prime Minister Philip Davis laid out a plan to tackle rising crime trends and curb gang violence in the Bahamas. In his national address, the Prime Minister revealed there would be intrusive policing by law enforcement officers, advising Bahamians they would be impacted by roadblocks and other methods to stop gang violence. We asked residents for their take on this method. They can't do it by themselves, so it's a community problem. What is a community problem? We have to help the community. I don't think regular payments should be able should should be um be be dealing with that as uh, inconvenient for law-abiding citizens. So they need to find a different way. But the level of the crime is at now. Whatever it takes for us to get it right, we need to do that. So far this year, there has been 11 murders in 14 days. The rise in homicides sparked the conversation on capital punishment. Last week, PLP Cabinet Minister Glenna Santa Martin said it's unlikely we will see executions anytime soon. We put this poll on our news Facebook page asking if you are in favor of capital punishment. 90% of respondents said yes, while 9% said no. When asked if you feel confident in the judicial system in helping to fix the crime problem, 4% said yes, while 95% said no. Asked if they are confident in the police force's ability to address the current crime problem, 19% said yes, while 80% said no. Reporting for our news, I'm Berthony McDermott. All right, thanks for that, Berthony. Well, during the national address broadcast on TVs across the country, the Prime Minister says the plan is to clear communities of gangs, increase police presence, and invest in those communities. He says they're going on the offensive. But simply, our first phase is to clear clear out the gangs from our neighborhoods. Our police, armed with new resources and resolve, will strike hard against these gangs. We're not just disrupting them, we are dismantling them. Prime Minister Davis pulling no punches, saying no mercy will be shown to those who show no mercy to others. But after clearing neighborhoods of gangs, Davis says law enforcement officers will remain in the areas. He says the last step in the plan is to build. This is about investing in our communities, creating opportunities that didn't exist before, and ensuring that crime is never again seen as a desirable option. Well, the Free National Movement was quick to respond to the Prime Minister's crime address. The FNM describing the address as disappointing and says there is no real comprehensive plan. The presentation last night was a terrible demonstration of leadership. The Prime Minister missed an opportunity 
to speak to the hearts and minds of Bahamians. That bold response to the Prime Minister's national address on crime came from leader of the Free National Movement, Michael Pintard. Pintard expressing the party's sympathy for the families affected by the country's latest homicides, but says the Prime Minister's priorities are misguided. The truth is, if we do not get a handle on crime in general, violent crimes in particular, the country stands to suffer from reputational damage. Even more important than the reputational damage is the carnage is likely to continue. In the Prime Minister's address, he also spoke about intrusive policing as a result of the country's high crime rate. Pintard expressing his concern about that statement. We are deeply concerned that what the Prime Minister projects as going to be inconvenience may very well be an overreach into any number of people's lives. As it relates to the issue of bail, Pintard agrees with the Prime Minister's comments but says there is a factor that he can control. The speed which, which the government can contribute to swift justice. The office of the Prime Minister reacting to Pintard's comments, issuing a statement this afternoon, saying Pintard and his party are looking for political gains rather than the national interests, adding that the time for political games is over. Pintard shutting down that claim, calling the press release dishonest. We jump-started this conversation with them by our presence in their briefing, which they misrepresented as a stakeholder comprehensive discussion on the way forward. We are prepared to work with stakeholders, but this government is not leading the way in coordinating these stakeholders. Well, a man accused of fatally shooting a 56-year-old woman and critically injuring her two-year-old grandson has been charged. 27-year-old Jameson Jacob is charged with the January 11th murder of Renee Gray and the attempted murder of her grandson, Adonai Moss. He's also accused of the attempted murder of Idini Moss and Legina Barr, Ideen rather. Prosecutors say the victims were driving in the vicinity of Lily of the Valley Corner when a gunman alleged to be Jacob emerged from bushes and opened fire on the car. Jacob did not have a lawyer when he stood before acting Chief Magistrate Roberto Rackley and bail was denied. He's next to in court on February 1st. We have much more to get to tonight, but for now, lovely weather this evening to start off the work week. But keep your umbrellas nearby as there is some rain in the forecast. Meteorologist Greg Thompson is live in the Weather Center with your first look at weather. Greg, I see rain coming up. Yeah, there's a front coming through late tomorrow and into Wednesday. That could bring us a couple of showers. Slight cool down, um, but a more significant one is expected on the weekend. We'll show that later on in our forecast. But yeah, you did mention a very nice evening on the outdoors. It is a little bit warm, 76, mostly clear skies. It winds out of the south at 8 miles per hour, and your field site temperature is at 76. Satellite radar composite showing a lot of high clouds moving across the northwest Bahamas, all connected to a frontal boundary, a warm front that moved back towards the north. That's now across central Florida. That will continue to move towards the north. High pressure will dominate our weather over the next 24 hours. And then by Wednesday early, we expect a front again here, bringing us a slight change in some temperatures and some showers. That's a quick check on conditions around the island. Stick with us to look at the extended forecast of Silicon. Still to come in our news, the crackdown continues. This as officials move into the All Saints Way shanty town to demolish the unregulated structures. Also, the BPSU election results certified. The labor minister speaks. And later, immediate closure. Pizza Hut closing all three of their restaurants in the capital. Those stories and more coming up when our news continues. Disney Cruise Line is back.
Doctors Hospital is reimagined primary care. We've invested to improve our health system, ensuring that accessible, affordable, world-class clinical care is closer to you. Your relationship with a primary care provider shapes the foundation of your overall health. Our new, modern primary care facilities are where critical diagnosis and true personalized treatment begin. With locations across New Providence, Grand Bahama, and Exuma, we invite you to experience the Doctors Hospital difference. Book your next appointment at clinics.doctorshoss.com. At the gateway to the Americas, on the picturesque island of Grand Bahama, a pioneering initiative is taking shape. Lucaya Solar Power Limited presents the $15 million Lucaya Solar Power Project, the first of its kind in the Bahamas' energy landscape. The state-of-the-art solar farm on the Fairfield and Devon sites spans just over 30 acres, and once completed, will harness the power of the sun to generate over 9.5 megawatts of clean, sustainable energy. The Lucaya Solar Project is a pivotal step towards diversifying the country's energy sources and significantly reducing dependency on fossil fuels. It's more than just a project. It's a commitment to a greener, more sustainable future. Lucaya Solar Power Limited, powered by Inti. Powering your world, powering your future. technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having business in a box really kind of bought it. Unregulated Community Task Force continuing to crack down on shanty towns in the new year with the continued demolition of the All Saints Way shanty town. Our news team was the first on the scene as the morning began with the sound of tractors breaking glass and torn structures for residents of the unregulated community. Buildings Control Officer Craig Delancey says they're continuing with the mandate to tear down illegal structures. The Ministry of Works along with the uh, armed forces, we are here resuming the demolition process which is being carried out at the All Saints site today. Um, we're starting with a number of houses that have been evacuated and we're expecting others to follow suit uh, to make our work much more easier. Demolition on this particular shanty town began in November but paused over the holiday period 
That month, the Davis administration carried out its promise to execute its shantytown policy. At the time, structures were demolished in the community, which is located in the Carmichael area. Residents there were notified on October 2nd that the buildings were marked for demolition and they needed to clear them. It came weeks after the Cool Acre shantytown was torn down in eastern New Providence. Member of the Unregulated Community Action Task Force Superintendent Stephen Carey had this advice for other shantytown residents. They are here, some of them are still moving. Last night when we did our checks, a lot of them were moving. There were about 10 trucks moving out. So all we're saying now is that to all persons living in Shantytown, please move, vacate, because they are gonna be demolished and the police are gonna be there to assist in any security breaches that needs to take place. After months of speculation, Labor and Public Service Minister Pia Gloverol has certified the Bahamas Public Services Union general election amid claims that there were irregularities in the voting process. Back in September, incumbent President Kingsley Ferguson and his team were named the unofficial winners of the race. However, a September 28 letter penned by former Labor Director and BPSU President John Pinder and Alexander Barrows to the Registrar of the Trade Union complained about the results. Among the complaints were candidates and labor officials received an incomplete register of voters. In a statement, Glover Rule said, based on a thorough investigation and consultation process, they have made the determination that the irregularities identified were not of a magnitude that would justify overturning the results. Well, some shocking news today. This is Pizza Hut NASA announced the closure of all of its locations in the capital effective immediately. The move affecting nearly 70 employees. In a message posted on its Facebook page this morning, the company told customers that Saunders Beach, Prince Charles, and Carmichael Road locations would be permanently closing. Pizza Hut is owned by the Myers Group, who also manages Burger King, Dunkin' Donuts, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and Anthony's Bar and Grill. Our news understands that employees from Pizza Hut will be deployed to those other restaurants. It's now time for tonight's Financial Market Minute, brought to you by RF, your local investment bank. This has been your Financial Market Minute. To explore the best performing mutual funds in the Bahamas, visit our website at www.rfgroup.com. When our news comes back from the break, a major achievement for the Bahamas. This is three Bahamian signs contracts with the Boston Red Sox. Our Sasha Lightborn has the full story straight ahead. A top high school basketball prospect announces his next steps. Devin Charlton has a world lead, and Ole Miss plays a bitter rival. Our sport is up next. Nice temperatures outside our new studios this evening to start off the work week. Craig is back with your weather details right after this quick break. Stay with us. Doc Embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. 
For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having business in a box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer services that we pride ourselves on. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messaging instead. With Cable Bahamas Business Solutions SMS Messaging, you can send personalized messages to hundreds or even thousands of recipients instantly. It's quick, effortless, and cost-effective. Plus, it ensures that your messages are delivered directly to your customers' cellular phones, guaranteeing higher engagement. Save time and boost your outreach with SMS bulk messaging. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions at 601-8911 in Nassau or 602-8811 in the Family Islands. This is our news. Welcome back. Three Bahamian signs major contracts with the Boston Red Sox. The signing took place at the office of the Prime Minister this afternoon. Our Sasha Lightbourne was there. Their lives have been changed forever. One by one, they came and signed officially to the Boston Red Sox. 17-year-old Tavano Baker, 17-year-old Edwin Darville, and 17-year-old Trent Wilson all signed their contracts at the office of the Prime Minister this afternoon, all of them thankful for the opportunity. I'm going to be playing professional baseball at 17 years old. Thanks to the Boston Red Sox. So this means an opportunity. And I welcome for Boston Red Sox to give me this opportunity today. I just say thank you. I thank the Lord for bringing me here today. I thank my family, my Freedom Farm family, and the, all the upcoming athletes. I just want to say, stay focused, be humble, and always smile. Boston Red Sox scout Dominic Cauley, who's also a Bahamian, says it's an amazing feeling to now have four Bahamians with the team. I signed my first Bahamian last year from uh, I Elite Gerons guys. Chad Delancey's actually here today in the back. Um, but to add four of them together, it's, it's an amazing feeling because I know how lonely it was being on a team by myself and. When I finally had other behemoths with me, it was a whole different experience. Prime Minister Philip Davis on hand for the signing called it a proud day for him. This is a proud moment for, for me and for the Bahamas. Proud because it's always welcoming and heartening to see young men taking purposeful steps in their lives, particularly 
at a time like this when so many of our young men uh, seem aimless and drifting without any purpose in life. Reporting for our news, I'm Sasha Lightbourne. All right, great news for the Bahamas. Thanks so much for that, Sasha. While VJ Edgecombe makes a decision, Devin gets a win and Coach Joe and the Rebels play an in-state opponent. Here's Tej Adderley with a check on sports. Tej? Thanks, Natalia. Good evening, happy Monday. I'm Tej Adderley here with the new week of sports. VJ Edgecombe may be one of the most sought-after Bahamian high school prospects ever. Yesterday, we find out where he'll be next year. Down to three schools. Yes, sir. Baylor. Duke and Kentucky, where will you head to college next year? I'll be taking my talents to Baylor University. <laughs> Go Bears, man. That's ESPN top five high school player VJ Edgecombe, who's headed to Waco, Texas next year. The 6'5 shooting guard from Bimini is currently playing out his senior year at Long Island Lutheran in New York. The 2023 Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of New York is averaging 17 points and five rebounds per game. He describes his relationship with Baylor head coach Scott Drew. We have a great connection from day one. Um, he's been solid, been consistent. Um, he's been showing love, man. Um, so I'm happy to learn from him. Can't wait to get down there. Now you can expect to see VJ right here at home when Baylor comes to play in Bahama Hoops in November. Over to the track, Devin Charlton scores big winning in Louisville, Kentucky. Bahamian hurdler Devin Charlton ran to a blazing win in the 60-meter hurdles of the world-leading time of 7.88 seconds at the Rod McCravey Track and Field Memorial in Kentucky. Charlton beat out her training partner, Masai Russell, who came second with 7.89 seconds. This is the first time Charlton has ever had a world-leading time in her career. Expect more from her as we get closer to the Paris Olympics. Now we're going back to the court where Coach Joe and the Rebels lost a big-time rivalry game. Coach Owen, the University of Mississippi Rebels, battled for in-state supremacy on Sunday night, falling to Mississippi State 69-57. Marquisha Davis led the Rebels in the Egg Bowl rematch with 19 points and 3 rebounds, and Snutter Collins had 12 points. No other Ole Miss player was able to get to double digits. On the other end, Jessica Carter had 23 to help the Bulldogs win the Battle of the Sip. Conference play, every game is important, so this was a tough loss for Ole Miss. They'll have a chance to get a win next Sunday when they play Georgia. That's all for sports today. I'm Tej Adley. Temperatures warming back up this week in the capital, but hopefully we see some cooler conditions soon. Craig is back with your extended forecast right after this quick break. Stay with us. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messaging instead. With Cable Bahamas Business Solutions SMS Messaging, you can send personalized messages to hundreds or even thousands of recipients instantly. It's quick, effortless, and cost-effective. Plus, it ensures that your messages are delivered directly to your customers' cellular phones, guaranteeing higher engagement. Save time and boost your outreach with SMS bulk messaging. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions at 601-8911 in Nassau or 602-8811 in the Family Islands.
embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having Business in a Box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer services that we pride ourselves on. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messaging instead. With Cable Bahamas Business Solutions SMS Messaging, you can send personalized messages to hundreds or even thousands of recipients instantly. It's quick, effortless, and cost-effective. Plus, it ensures that your messages are delivered directly to your customers' cellular phones. Guaranteed. Welcome back to our news. Lovely weather conditions this evening outside the our news studio, but there's some rain in the forecast this week. Greg is back in the Weather Center live with their extended forecast. Greg? Yeah, thanks, Natalia. We do expect a front to get here Wednesday early. That should bring us a couple of isolated showers, but in the meantime, high pressure will dominate our weather. That's going to keep us a little on the warm side, but that front to the north of us, the one that went through earlier, that's going to continue to track towards the north. This is the second front we expect to get here sometime on Wednesday. That one will bring us a slight cool down and as I mentioned some showers but a more potent front is expected on the weekend that's going to drop our temperatures to the uh, 70s. Nighttime temperatures will be uh, 50s across the Grand Bahama area and of course low, seven, low 60s across here. Here's the uh, future forecast showing the moisture associated with that warm front lifting back towards north. High pressure will remain in charge. Nice weather expected. Warm conditions. But by late Tuesday into Wednesday, front should be through us uh, early Wednesday morning. A couple of isolated showers expected, but uh, these fronts are going to stall and then eventually move back towards north. So we could see a couple of isolated showers through Friday. If you plan on doing any boating or beaching, it's going to be a little breezy out there. Small craft caution in effect. Southeast to south winds at 15 knots, sea 3 to 5 feet. High tide is at 11.30 tonight. Low tide is at 5.24 in the morning. For the central and southeast, Bahamas slightly breezier down there. Small craft caution effect for you guys as well. Wind south easterly at 15 to 20 knots. It will be gusting higher times. Seas running 4 to 7 feet over open waters. Here's a look now at your national forecast. In the extended forecast, nice conditions tomorrow. Front comes through on Wednesday. Keep the showers as that front backs up towards the north through Thursday. Friday, nice improve. But Saturday, here comes the other front. And look at those temperatures. Low 70s for the beginning of next week. That's a look at our weather. Make it a great night, everybody. Looking good. And with that, we thank you for joining us for our news tonight. On behalf of the entire team, I'm Natalia Hall. We'll see you tomorrow night. Have a great evening.